Yo creo que si me conocieras sabrías que la muerte es mi pan y el peligro mi mantequilla. No, el peligro es mi pan y la muerte es mi mantequilla. No, no, espera. El peligro es mi pan, la muerte, no, la muerte. No, perdón, la muerte es... La muerte y el peligro son mis varios panes y mantequilla. Have you been Have you been listening to uh, Paul Tompkins' new Freedom? podcast, Freedom? I have not. You have not. Jen and I were listening. Uh, a friend of the show, past guest, current wife, Jen Talarico, and I were listening. In this the is car. Laura Lapkus and Scott Ackerman. And it's a, it's a great show. People should listen to this show. Oh, Freedom. Freedom with Paula Tompkins and Scott Ackerman and Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> At one point, they were talking about a um, mind game, like a experiment, hypothetical experiment. So, if you could choose between like think of a friend and you could and they would be they would be attacked by a bear but not killed okay and, and range anywhere in, in injury i don't know maybe in or the, did the bear come into their like backyard that's yes um it would range anywhere from maybe they would lose a limb to a few scratches but they okay. would definitely not die choose between that or never like everywhere you go it's always raining for the rest of your life like it like like no matter where you go, it's just going to be drizzly or raining. So pick between a friend. Now, this is not a loved one. This is like like a, like a, a, a friend, a general right. friend. So like you. Well, yeah. Well, so so this is what I did. I thought of you when we were driving. And so and so now every time it rains like it does, Jen's just like pissed at me. She's like, you know, Ben would have been fine with a bear attack. <laughs> so the... <laughs> Wait, but this is But the is choice just... is one thing that affects you. You're either choosing something that would always affect you mm-hmm. or something which affects somebody who's not you. Wait, no, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah, hold ahead, on. Ahead, I have please. way more questions. Please, please. I mean, yes, go. Like, how much does the it raining all the... Like, it affects everyone near you, right? Yeah, but everyone that's not near you... But it's also definitely a superpower. You could just go to places that have, like, extreme droughts or, like, oh. have forest fires and just that's, bring bring the rain with you. I guess I guess so. They didn't get into that. But as you could much. also create clearly climate disasters by mm-hmm. staying in one place for too long. It's more I think it's more the depression of of just the just the cloudy drizzle. So sort like of what we've had here days, the last few but weeks. But not a lot of rain. Let's say that. Misty could have So so how about how about never seeing the sun like through the clouds? Well, again. you could just live in Seattle. No? Okay. Well, it's about the same. Okay, so 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 are you guys are you guys on board? Are you are, are this is you a whole different kind of whole... asymmetry? I, know. I realize yeah, that this all is a very just, interesting question. We haven't we this is too complicated. We haven't broken it down enough. Yeah, yet. this is. I mean, the, I, I take it that the premise for these kind of questions is um, let's just do the apples oranges thing just to see how we can deal with it. Sure. How are we going to puzzle through this apples versus oranges comparison mm-hmm. with the whole like would you rather yeah scenarios yeah this one the asymmetry seems even weirder. Because your choice is between I will choose something to happen to somebody else yeah. or something to happen to me. Well, but it's a friend of yours. Like you care about that friend. Yeah, but I don't care about you that by much. By the way, I said that I would k- take the rain, and Jen <laughs> has been pissed at me ever since. Can oh, I would have taken the bear? Can uh-huh. I pose a, a different yes, question please, from Michelle. hypothetical it's question from very a podcast? Uncomfortable in here. Yes. Um, from the podcast, my brother, my brother, and me. They asked, "Which would you prefer?" MBMBM. Yes, Bim Bam. Um, they. Asked if uh, you would prefer the brothers. yes to have a cat with a f- with a human face mm-hmm. or a dog with human hands. A cat with a human face or a dog with human hands. Ooh. Oh my god! It's a like really good question because it's horrific. just 
it's so bad. I mean, Both could, options are so bad. It sound terrifying. Could the dog do things like with the opposable thumb? Yeah, it has the dexterity of But it doesn't hand. have a human brain. No, but it does have like hands that so function. So it, could, it couldn't text. But it could probably like use or tools. It would text barking. It could like open doors and stuff. Like those robots that or, they yeah. on us. Or raptors in Jurassic Park. Yeah, but the robots are real. That's true. With a cat that has a human face. Oh, yes. that, no, thank you. See, no. it's a fascinating thing to think about because no, both would... are terrible to picture. Yeah, they're both terrible, but I would definitely, I, I would go for the hands thing because mm-hmm. I could I could not look. Yeah, or, or put mittens on them. But like, think <laughs> yeah. of, you'd have to you'd have to distinctly childproof your house. I mean, I probably wouldn't get that dog, by the way. Yeah, it's... yeah, you don't have to get the dog. <laughs> yeah, the, the scenario... Are they forcing us all to have I, a dog I, with human hands? I think the option would be you have either a dog with human hands or a cat with a Is face. Is it a rescue? Yes. That's not, that's good. Okay. You don't want to go to the puppy mills. Then I'm all right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What did you choose? Me, I would go with dog with hands, but yeah. I would have to do some serious childproofing and keep like knives and whatnot away from the dog. And and, and what is your problem with face cat? cat all face? of it. Yeah. All of it. That's yeah. my problem. All of it. Is it because when it would speak, it would just be meowing? Like a person, it would be a person who only meows? It's mm. also just so and terrible to think about it in your life. It's disconcerting. This is terrible. I don't feel. I don't feel good. Do you like the? But it's definitely a better question than the one Simon posed. No, mine was better. No, this did, one got you thinking. Hands. Did this get you? Have you, were you stalling for an answer on Simon's? Yeah. Well, yeah. What is your answer to mine? I my answer is I don't know how much rain. It depends. I don't want to cause a climate let's related just, let's problem. Let's just say drizzle. You know, a cold drizzle. I like. I'm I mean, say cold too. But Michelle had a pretty good point though of like su- the superhero power. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't even think of anything positive about the drizzle, about the rain scenario, like that I could help. Yeah, I guess so. I'm still doing the bear thing. You're still because you don't because you don't even with that power you don't want it. Well, I think the responsibility that comes with that power <laughs> is too lot. great. Yeah, as they said it in the Bible. Yeah. Yes. What did they say? With great power comes oh, great that's responsibility. Right. They did say that. I think that was uh, Ecclesiastic ten fourteen. <laughs> You're not going to talk about the new the new Spider-Man movie? Is I'm so right? excited oh, about Spider- it. Spider Verse. It's animated, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It looks beautiful. It looks really good. Sorry, I didn't mean to take it off the... There's zip. another... Sp- How many Spider-Man movies? Uh, this one's it's animated and it's... Of, oh, jeez, It ben. has Miles Morales yeah. instead. I don't want to lose the Spider-Man question, but um, Jen and Ben, you didn't weigh in on either of these apples, oranges questions. Yeah. It's Bear a, attack versus drizzle. Scenario I was, one. I was mostly thinking about the um, the cat with the human face question, okay, well, which then, I would definitely which not would want, want to see. Okay. Um, just because I feel like I love cats, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're really <clears throat> grumpy animals and seeing their, I, I don't know, just seeing that on their faces would be kind of like terrifying to okay. see every okay. day. That's reasonable. Yeah. Who, are, Simon, are you the one who said mittens for the cat? For the dog. For the dog. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's a pretty <clears throat> good point because I don't think you could, you can't cover the cat's face, but you can cover the dog's hands. You could put Sausage. a cat mask on the, on the cat. It's uh, a lot though. Meh. Jen, what about the uh, bear rain? I think I pick rain then, All right. because I I also like the point that I could potentially move around and use it to help climate situations mm. potentially. Yeah. All right, Ben. Let's hear it. Um, I've been thinking about whether gum is a food or not. Okay. Well, that's a third question, I guess. <laughs> but let's get to the first two. Uh, I would. I heard gum d- is a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Let's debate that. <laughs> no. Gum hot dogs. No. That's no. getting into too many things. I'm sorry. What do you think, Ben? Uh, I would go with the drizzle. Okay, because you just don't because because of what the power that the drizzle could do, or because you don't want to have a friend attacked by a bear. 
Uh, I, I don't want the friend attacked by the bear. Okay. The guest is here. So is, is gum a food or not? <laughs> is gum a food? No, gum's not a food. What episode is this? 123. Are we sure? It's commitment. 123? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And the number after 122. Say it with me. 123. Okay, so I should start then. Yeah, this let's episode. We... Okay, <clears throat> this is episode 123 of Various Breads and Butters. I'm Simon Tonov. With me, as always, is Ben Brickhouse Cohen. Out in the studio, we've got a full compliment. Um, we've got Claire Swansong Swanson, but she will not be on mic today. She's told us that. Jen Bon Giovanello, we've got uh, Ben, the fifth, fourth BG <laughs> Gordon, and we've got our producer extraordinaire, Michelle Hyphen Polton Simon. But in studio, we have our very special guest, visiting professor at Lafayette College, writer extraordinaire of books <laughs> that you can buy in stores. They're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Jen Gilmore. Jen, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. Now, we've never met before. You know Ben. Oh, yeah. But, but, but this, for the listeners, this is going to be Simon actually getting to know Jen. Mm-hmm. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for coming in. I don't know if we need to, can we just like get, get going? Yeah. Yeah. Jen, where are you from? Yeah. Oh. Originally. I grew up um, just outside of Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. Where? Chevy Chase, Maryland. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, he named himself after that? or I'm not sure. Him. I do get asked that a lot, and you'd think by now. You would just you look know, it up on Wikipedia. I, am, I might just know the That's answer. Okay. <laughs> but it I is... think Chevy Chase existed before Chevy Chase. I will say as someone who grew up an hour, an hour outside of D.C. in mm-hmm. Western Maryland, um, I, too, am surprised that I still have not tracked down in all these decades the Chevy Chase priority or where which Honestly, one came first. I guess we'll never know. The town came first. We, for sure. we do know. Oh, we do. Ben, well, the, ben he coming didn't in. Name it. Uh, Wait, Ben's going to tell us no, the answer. It was, he was, uh, it was a nickname bestowed by his grandmother. Oh. Derived from the medieval English ballad, the ballad of Chevy Chase. Oh. Oh, so both so of them were third. named after the same thing. There's a but he wasn't named after the town. And it wasn't like a clever showbiz name. Well, I'm just stunned, to it's be honest. Variable. We've already learned Thank something Thank goodness here. I came today. Yeah, we his can shut down name, right now. <laughs> his full name is Cornelius Crane, uh, quotations, Chevalier. Chevy Chase. So Chevy Cornelius Ch- Crane Chase, and he was born into a prominent Chevy New York Chevrolet family. Chase. Oh, so he has no Maryland uh, background. Yes, really lower Manhattan. Thank you. Okay. Not like our guest who grew up in Chevy Chase, Maryland, a suburb of the Washington, D.C. area. Way to take it back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how long were you in Chevy Chase? Um, well, I grew up there uh, since I was three. I actually was randomly born in Geneva, Switzerland. Wow, that is random. And Do you have an EU passport? No. Have be- you gotten one? Well, because the Swiss are... Oh yeah, terrible they're, about they're, these things. They're very, they're very neutral. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so I lived there from when I was three until I left for college. And now, wait, let me ask, have you been back to Geneva? I have. Okay. Once when I, I was traveling, backpacking on my own through okay. Europe. And did you go uh, to a familiar? place you were born or a place you had? The, I I tried. It was some weird place, but I. Uh, there's this really funny story that my dad tells. Uh, have you been to Geneva? Yes. There's a massive lake called yes. Lake Geneva. Yep. So my father was in school there mm-hmm. um, getting his PhD. And he actually said he was from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And he actually tried to get his mother to send him his ice skates so he could skate across the lake okay. to the university. Which Is that is, dangerous? It's not 
a possibility. Okay. <laughs> so when I went in the summer, yeah, to it's Geneva, not a possibility because it, it's too big or it's, it's never frozen. It's massive, and it's I don't think ever frozen. Oh, okay. And so when I went in the summer and just took a look at it, I just thought. That's what bananas. was he thinking? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought the bananas part would be he, he can't get local ice skates. Well, he was like a poor PhD there student. You go. He wanted there to, you go. There you go. I mean, there's there's a lot of flaws to my father's <laughs> myth making. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so back back to college. So where'd you go to college? I went to Brandeis. Okay, good staying school. on brand. Um, good school. Thank you. And do you, were you an English major there? I was an English major and a women's studies and creative writing minor. Oh, okay. Cool. And were you interested in writing and all that kind of stuff? He's like so curious. from a, I want to know. It's from, really nice. Yeah. He's from an like, interviewer. Exactly. <laughs> ben. Where are you? Um, <laughs> now, were you interested in that like from an early age? Yes. And that's part of why I went there. Okay. Um, yes. I won a prize for a, a poem that until recently I was calling a haiku and then I just realized it wasn't a haiku. Oh. You have to um, backtrack your entire drops. life. No. So I got validation from it earlier. I thought I would be a visual artist or a poet or like a poet. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this girl who was a better visual artist than I was, and I was like, I'll just do the poetry. What is she doing now? She's still a visual artist. Okay, so it worked out well for her. But was that that something you said in college, or that was like when you were a child? No, this was like when I was a child. In Chevy Chase. Uh, Yes, in Chevy Chase, Maryland, where I'm from. You were talking about this lemon drop, and you said it was a haiku, which is short. Yeah. Have you memorized it? Oh, yeah. So will you... Can't Tell wait. it. Is this the first time on the radio that haiku has been, or that lemon drop has been, been read? So this is a scoop. Okay. We're always looking for scoops. Okay. Right. Can you, Michelle, okay. clear the deck? Yep. Let's go. Okay. Um, do you want to do some background music? <laughs> do you need background music on it? Okay. Lemon can, drop by Jennifer Gilmore. Okay. Okay. Lemon drops fall from the sky, dropping down on you and I, mm-hmm. making little ponds of gold. Ah, uh, but I can never get a drop to hold. Oh. Which is kind of like what I'm still like. Wait, the, <laughs> the, which is kind of what I'm no, still like. No, that's not part of the poem. Of the poem. Okay. Okay. We had to, okay. It ends scene. It ends. End scene, okay, yeah. I got it. And what age? I believe I'm going to say eight. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty actually, good. now that I think about it, there's I must have been like and really genius. What? That's, there's like the whole rhyming yeah. thing, yeah. I, which, I, which I like in my poems. <laughs> not everyone... Not everyone enjoys. Um, now, what now? What books were you reading as a as a kid? Because you because you do young adult. Uh, some of your books are young adult. What what kind of books are you uh, were you reading then, or what was when I was eight, or even even like through that young adult? Is this like phase. a 10, 20, 30 question for books? I guess that would be you, terrible. You know, for it's me. funny whenever anyone, I, my, you would think I would just memorize mm-hmm. something to say, mm-hmm. but you know, with a young adult, it used to be. You know, like Jane Eyre was young adult, mm-hmm. it seemed like. So I liked books like when I was eight, I guess, that were like always about orphans, like oh, Wolves okay. of Willoughby Chase mm-hmm. and Jane Eyre. And I think The Outsiders was later. So what like was that. it about orphans that, that drew you? Well, for some reason, when you're writing about kids, uh-huh. like you just got to kill off the parents yep. so you can just write about the kids. Oh, and that they can yeah. they usually are tortured in some way. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I like that. Okay. Yeah, but, but this was pre Harry Potter. Okay. And all that. There was pre fantasy. So. What about what about like Judy Bloom? Like she. Yeah, I liked like, Judy Bloom. Yeah. And by the way, I Tales teach a Jewish Fortune. American literature class. Okay. Here, and I taught Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, mm-hmm. a few, uh, like a month ago. Oh and wow. It kind of holds up. Does of, it? A little bit. I was more of a f- Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing super mm-hmm. fudge kind of guy. <laughs> I like sequels. Well, that's very cool. So you went. So you went to Brandeis um, to do creative writing, English, all that stuff. Was there a different? Were you confronted with anything once you got there? Like this is how you actually approach it 
approach writing in a more oh yeah like, so I thought I, w- I was really into poetry yeah and there was a guy there named Alan Grossman He's, he was a pretty famous poet okay and I would go and wait outside his office hours and someone who was there at the time was Hodgin who became a very famous novelist okay. he was there on like on a side you know Brandeis took a lot of people from for a, you know seeking asylum mm-hmm. and from the Tiananmen Square I mean he oh, okay. was he was like amazing and political and I was just from you know the suburbs of DC and I remember like waiting outside for Hodgin to like leave Alan Grossman's office and feeling like such a schmuck <laughs> and then I'd go into Alan Grossman's office and he'd be like your stuff is just too Gilmore like get out of wow. yourself and I was like I think I'm really into prose wow. <laughs> so I started taking prose workshops with a okay. guy named Jeffrey Wolf who is Tobias Wolf's brother uh-huh. and is also pretty well known. He was yeah. pretty well known. Um, he wrote this book called Duke of Deception, which was amazing. But mm. um, and so then I got into fiction, and then I realized I was much more suited toward. And, so and thank you, Alan Grossman, for being such a jerk you, to me. But yeah. did you have um, did you have favorite poets, or there was a, was there a kind of? Oh yeah, I was really. I mean, I'm as predictable as they come. I mean, I was really into Sylvia Plath and Anne Sexton, and on Sylvia Plath's birthday, I would like throw these like par- parties you know oh, no not the birth the day she died okay i would oh, throw yeah. these like parties and we'd all drink martinis and you know because that's right. what her and ann sexton used mm-hmm. to drink when they were talking about suicide you know it was very <laughs> gothic <laughs> where when grossman said that you maybe poetry isn't your thing you didn't like how, did you fight back against I didn't that fight back. or you just were like okay but i'm just like, gonna try this drops i don't think i fought back yeah i think i was just like well maybe he's right Okay, but I was taking it with this uh, a workshop with this guy named Alan Shapiro, who's also mm-hmm. a well-known writer who I really admired. Mm-hmm. And this was in Waltham, and there was a place that actually is still there called the Grolier Poetry Shop in Cambridge. And mm-hmm. I would go there, and I would look at all the poetry titles. It was mm-hmm. like really exciting yeah. at the time. Yeah, I kind of just decided, oh, I'll just try prose because maybe maybe he's right. And mm-hmm. then I got really, in, I really, I was, I was a little more of a talker, okay. chattier person than poetry is suited mm-hmm. for. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Um, and so what was your what was your first prose work that you were really, really proud of? I, not necessarily. I've not, yet to. Uh, well, <laughs> um, not necessarily published, first, I guess. Oh, I was going to say, which was the first one that got published? Okay, do that one. I wrote a story. The first story that got published, I want to say, was this story called Setting for a Fairy Tale. Okay. Um, which was set in Prague. And, and do you have it memorized and you want to read it <laughs> no. here today? Um, about, I don't know. It was and it was in a it was in a literary magazine called Cut Bank, mm-hmm. but my second one was um, in a really like a better story, mm-hmm. and that was in this place called the Alaska Quarterly Review, and that Ooh. wasn't until graduate school. So oh, okay, it took a long time to get published for me. Yeah, now it. But did you always have your eyes on on being a novelist? Were short stories practice? I thought because... I was really into stories, and then I had another teacher, Allison Lurie. Do you mm-hmm. guys know Allison Lurie? I don't know. Um, and she was like, "You're not really a story writer." Wow. <laughs> and she's, she's and she's like, "You're a novelist. Just make that really old lady with Alzheimer's who used to be an alcoholic uh-huh. related to that young girl who keeps having sex with everyone, uh-huh. on, you know, in the bathroom." Yeah. And that's a novel. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just just put it all together. And sure enough, those are Couple my novels. Couple sentences yeah. connecting them up, and you're done. <laughs> You're very receptive to feedback. Yeah. Um, Well, (laughs) no. I mean, actually, I'm not. But then it's just hindsight. Then I realized once it actually happened, she was right. Mm -hmm. I I resisted it completely. I was like, go to hell, Mm Elson Lurie, you know. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) what if there was pot? Like, what if we said to you, I think you'd be a good nuclear physicist. (laughs) And then and then you, you know. Yeah, five. Cold cold fusion. (laughs) I don't know. A couple months from now. That I know is not true. Okay, well, 
Yeah. Uh, that I know, because I think there is math involved, and is I'm at the point in my math career where mm-hmm. I can't even count how many students are in my class. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, well, they're shifty too. Oh yeah, they keep moving around. Yeah, they do move around a mm-hmm. lot, actually. Yeah. So. Um, did you uh, did you go to grad school at Brandeis too? No, I went to grad school at Cornell. Oh, good school. And that was great. I mean, had it, it was a very small program. There were only four people they let in, but then they give you a full scholarship. Plus, the long and the short of it is we have another Cornell grad at Lafayette. I know, so many. It's the highest percentage. It's a lot of Cornell grads. Graduate Catherine school. Grew. Friend of the show, former guest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's yep. my neighbor. And neighbor. There you go. Yeah. Current neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many we letters. too many acronyms. Mm-hmm. How old were you when your first novel was published? Well, my first novel was published. So I have one in the drawer. But let's see. I was 35. Wait, and you have one in the drawer. That means that... The one I wrote in graduate school, which was amazing, Yeah, never do, got published. Do people really keep them in drawers? That's no. just a phrase, right? Well, it used to be actually you kept it in a drawer because it wasn't like you computers stored yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think that's where the term came from. Do you have, is it in a Dropbox now? I know. <laughs> just I'm scared. Sure, I, you yeah. know, I'm still like scared of Dropbox. Yeah. It's, did you think it was I'm terrible la- at the time? I'm glad that it didn't get published because okay. I think that would have been... That would have been a different But did you like trend. it at the time? Yeah. I think... You know, I think I needed to write it to, like, move on. Yeah. Well, how can you tell when you're past that? I don't think you can. I mean, I think it's amazing to me. I've written five novels, and every time I think, oh, you know, I know how to do this. I'm Mm -hmm. a professional. And it's like every time you just don't know, you know, and everyone's different, Mm -hmm. and they they sort of teach you how to write it or teach you when to let them go. Wow. How do you know if it's good? Like, if you thought your first one, in retrospect, like, it wasn't ready or it wasn't solid enough, Uh but you wrote it, so you must have felt okay at the time. Like, how do you know that other people are going to like it? You don't. I mean, you just have to do what you do really well. And I think that just takes a lot of drafts and a lot of going through it and a lot of going through it. And that grad school one, I think maybe if I'd gone through it a lot more, you know, you're just kind of realizing your process, I think, in graduate school. Yeah. And my process is like write a really fast draft and then spend three years revising it. Mm-hmm. That is something I know. I always forget because I'm always like it's three o'clock and my <laughs> book's not done yet. <laughs> but I you know, when I when I write drafts, I hate getting feedback because I just I, I can't. You know take what's it. a draft? I take it personally. You know, I've been edited so much, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful for it. Here, I am sure. Little, I am, little anecdote. So I'm I, wrong in this. I case. have an adopted child, mm-hmm. and when you have an ad- adopted child, most of the time you have to write like a lot of profile stuff, and, okay. and there's lawyers or social workers helping mm-hmm. you. And knowing I was a novelist, the, the social worker I was working with, one of the many, was <laughs> like. Um, <laughs> totally terrified to edit me. And I was like, you don't understand. I'm going to be the easiest person for you because I just want a baby. So whatever <laughs> you tell me to do, I'm going to do. And sure enough, like every, you know, people were like, well, I wanted to say that, you know, I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you want that? All right. You know, like it, I like it. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel so like, I feel like it. once I've put everything out, like I, I try and write a, fi- like a final draft the first time I write it. And and I don't think everyone do. doesn't. Everyone miss it. thinks okay. they do. Wait, and well, I mean, so I'm potentially some people will just say, "I'm just going to put my thoughts onto paper and mm. then let the let the editing process happen through that." Um, but I I it's it's very difficult for me, and I don't I don't actually I mean for the types of writing I do, which is very like technical scientific writing, I don't get a lot of feedback on it anyway. So it so it creates a cycle where I'm not expecting a lot of feedback, and then when I get it, I. Yeah, I just that. assume uh, that's why I, I thought earlier in my career that um, feedback on drafts for students wouldn't be too hard because 
we would establish in common that it's a draft. And I think, you know, well, everybody knows a draft is a draft. Of course, it needs more work. By definition, it's not finished. But um, I guess some people are maybe towards your end or they just wanted it to be the final final version and they don't want to really do anything else with it. Yeah. But uh, don't you think, I mean, I don't know about the t- technical rating you're talking about, but I think students and myself included, you write your way into mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. So I feel like one day I'm going to teach a class that is like called Cut the First Three Pages of yeah. Your Story. Because often you get into really good stuff and yeah. you've got to like chop it all down, but no one wants to do that because it's like, I've already gotten three yeah. pages and there's yeah. only six to 20. And I can't, I can't imagine creative writing, writing a final draft first, because I think right. that's just a whole different, different process. So I, I just had, I just had an idea. Okay. So, so I'm on Great. your Wikipedia page. We don't have a lot of guests with Wikipedia pages. So that's, that's fantastic. Don't say my age. I won't, I won't say your age, but I, but I, but Golden Country was your first novel. Yeah. We know that. But if you now first of all it says you still live in Brooklyn so that needs to be updated. Yeah. Do you um, want to do that? I have well, no idea. Do, do you know who who made your page? No idea. Well, here's it happened the thing. a long time ago. You need to say something super interesting about your life, Wikipedia worthy, and the source of it will be various bread and butters and that's how we get on Wikipedia. Oh yeah, we can't get a page. We can't get a page. No one will give us a page cuz okay. we're not legitimate. Well, I already when gave I you tried lemon to, drops. When I, I tried that's to true. Add... <laughs> When Lemon we tried drops. to add Ben, uh, no, when we tried to add Simon to the list of famous Canadians, yeah. uh, we got removed several times. Oh, man. <laughs> Renan well, I mean, and I tried w- this. When was the last time you tried? <laughs> Years ago. Okay, I'm much more <laughs> prolific now. And, and I, I'm not actually, I guess I'm te- not technically Canadian anymore. Yeah, so I'd, now I'd have to Canadian. add you to the list of famous, famous Americans. Americans. That seems like a much longer list. You're still Canadian. That, well, you still just Canadian. burned your own con- your own former country, I suppose. There's just well, more people well, here. So <laughs> can we, we uh, um, jumped around a lot. Yeah. But between grad school and when your early um, writing career and early teaching career, because I hear that you've taught at many places. Mm-hmm. I have. This will end with you being here at Lafayette, but before that, where did you teach? How did this, how, how did you move around? How does this work? Oh, okay. Well, I worked in publishing for a long time. When mm-hmm. I got out of graduate school, I moved back, I moved to New York City, mm-hmm. and I, I worked in publishing. And so you're on the other side of like an editor? Um, actually, I went in for a job as an editor, and then I was like, I don't want to do this. How am I ever going? It's like being an editor is so it's so much more complicated than we realize, and, it, yeah. and it's not just like sitting there and editing. So much reading. No, but it's also just like so much. It's a lot of market. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And um, so I took a job in publicity. Oh, okay. And because I thought, oh, I'll still have time to write. And and then after several months, it was a very literary house called Harcourt, which has since Mm -hmm. merged with um, Houghton Mifflin. Okay. And so after like six months, they made me the director of publicity. And all I wanted to do was write. And I remember (laughs) when they gave me this job, I was like, but what if I don't want this job? And they were like, that's crazy. So I was the director of publicity for this kind of major publishing house for almost a decade. Like in Manhattan? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right in the big city. Devil wears Prada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not really. (laughs) It was like like not that that glamorous. Um, But anyway, I did have some nice boots, but other than that. So after that, after when my first book came out, I just, it's kind of like you're always seeing where the lasagna gets baked kind of thing. You know, like <laughs> I just was it, I was on the editorial board. That's a I kosher could, version. Um, okay. But so um, so then I started teaching. So first I started teaching at NYU and I then I was at the new school mm-hmm. and I taught at Princeton and mm-hmm. Sarah Lawrence and All Barnard and Harvard and. Fordham, and then here. What were your experiences on their podcast? 
I'm not. Yes, exactly. Our point exactly. What made you want to get go into teaching? Like, what was what was the drive there? Well, to be honest, I wanted. I mean, originally, I wanted more time to write. I couldn't write with a. My job was really big. Yeah. And also, I was dealing with a lot of writers. I mean, Mm. really pretty high profile writers. Mm. And because I was in charge of their budgets and this and that, it wasn't like I was their friendly publicist. I was making a lot of, you know. Decisions that weren't popular. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that role anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I decided, and I had a book contract for my second book mm-hmm. and I deadline. Mm-hmm. So I decided. And what was that one called? That was called Something Red. I was okay. going to say that, Something Red. Uh, <laughs> I know all the books. I'm just not sure. And that was about the books. decline of radicalism in a Jewish family in like the late 70s. It was a lot about music. And I say that because Something Red has come to me started to sound like a romance novel it just drives me bananas i hate the title mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it did receive glowing reviews from the los angeles times washington post oh the oprah magazine so but that's just off the top of my head it was I'm a new york times that. notable but oh there you go um but anyway you, so, you are correct <laughs> <laughs> so um so i started teaching mm-hmm. you know make a living a little bit i had done that at cornell as well okay um and um but also have more time to write there's actually there's nothing on your Wikipedia page about where you've taught, really? so this is also yes. something that if you're, you're there, to update this. if you're out there, if you're out, yeah, credit to us, exactly. And it's I so mean, riveting. Really, credit to you <laughs> because you're the one that taught there. But credit to us for for as a for reference, really like getting that reference. out of me. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, you've never told anyone about no, that before. I haven't mentioned it. It's only in every CV I've ever written. You know? <laughs> we don't we, do we don't get self-deprecation. We don't at all. <laughs> you don't get it here. We're terrible at it. We're really the worst at it. So we've, we're up to book three, and um, tell us about book that three one. Book three was called The Mothers, mm-hmm. uh, which I regret titling that also because there's a bunch of flowers on the cover. Because if you title something The here. Mothers that's about women, you're usually like a woman, like a photograph of a woman in like a field of wheat mm-hmm. or like flowers, and um, that is about a couple going through an adoption, mm-hmm. which is like very similar to what my husband and I were going through. Though that. Protagonist is not me. Okay, that is supposedly being adapted to film. So no way. That, yeah, that's happening. Do you do you know insane. any? So that, can uh, you guess the lead actress that might be? Um, no, it is her. Yeah, it's her. Who? Do you know? I, Streep. Is it Streep? It's not Streep. Rachel Weisz. Rachel nice. Weisz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. yeah. We'll see. I mean, she's super busy now. Yeah. <laughs> Simon watches movies. I do watch a lot. I of do movies. too. I love movies. Mostly Marvel yeah. movies. Um, so I've been working on the screenplay with. Oh, her, cool. With her on that. Yes. Um, I recently read the fifth book, so we know about If Only. Mm-hmm. Wait, where's the fourth book? I'm looking at Wikipedia. They I have think a fourth it stops. Book. The fourth book is for... They get to If Only, but... Oh, they do? Yeah. They've got huh. they've got Golden Country, Something Red, Mothers, and then If Only. Huh. Someone's got to update this page. Yeah, no, there's a fifth one. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if... I haven't looked at... <laughs> um, it's called We Were Never Here. It was my first book for teens. Okay. So, yeah, I've written two for teens. I'm going headed back to adult next time. Yeah, all right. You anticipated, you anticipated my question. What's <laughs> next for Jen Gilmore? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a novel for adults. <laughs> You're not going to work on the it, Gilmore which Girls so reboot. Sounds so naughty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when did you write that? The Gilmore Girls. Yeah. How? Which, what's your relationship with the Gilmore Girls? Well, the relationship is often I say Gilmore, like the Gilmore Girls, when I'm telling people how to spell my name. Mm-hmm. But and I have a sister who's actually a very well known art visual artist, mm-hmm. and. But I've never seen the Gilmore Girls. Nor I have, have I. Nor have I. <laughs> nor have we. We're all ignorant to the Gilmore Girls. But you know what happens on the Gilmore Girls? I'm led to believe. 
What they is, read a they lot. listen to music. Do they? And they're people of various ages there on the a, show. There's mm. a segue. Some people are right ten. There. Some people are twenty. Some people are thirty. I guarantee it. Okay. Actually, I don't know if anybody's ten. Okay. But somebody on that show used they to be were 10. ten at some point. Yeah. Yes. Everybody older than ten at one point was ten. I think we're good with the segue now. Okay. Okay. Segue is over. <laughs> yeah. Jen, we like to ask guests about music. Yes. Um, which is selfish, just so we can oh get more gosh, of a musical repertoire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, and Simon is wondering, I and am. the interns and producers who are listening in intently, Very carefully. Mm-hmm. they're wondering as well mm-hmm. um, what your favorite music was at age 10, 20, and 30. And we'll start with 10. And if you want to answer- These are hard band, ages. You know that, right? Yeah. we can. Um, I'll do a very quick <laughs> recap of why, because we often say this. Um, I like 10 because it's generally something that your parents were listening to. You don't have much personal agency in choosing your favorite music when you're 10. I like 20 because it's probably the most uh, dramatic change and you're exposed to the most music and you have lots of big ideas and you get into a lot of crazy. But then you forget high school. Maybe you carry high school to 20. Yeah, I think you do carry high school to 20. Um, And then it mixes with everybody else's high school evolutions. And then 30 is generally a settling out and uh, you're not as uh, up on the proliferation of new bands and new music as you would be at 20. You get comfortable. Yeah, and you get get comfortable. So, um, and then we just kind of run out of time so we can't ask like 40. Mm Mm-hmm. At age 10. At age 10. What you know, when there? you say that about my parents, that's really interesting. I'd, I was really, my first album I got when I was 10, mm-hmm. and it was The River by Bruce Springsteen. It's oh, good. good album. And my parents never listened to Springsteen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm sort of a maybe unique situation. I listen to the same, I'm just always like this particularly like morose music. <laughs> At ten, at twenty, at thirty. Okay. Now wait. Do, now <laughs> is, your, is your. But I was really into like the Clash. I grew up outside of DC, as you know. Uh-huh. There was a little bit of like the punk stuff, and yeah. I was starting Fugazi? to get into that. Fugazi. Yeah, I knew all those. Aren't they a DC band? Yeah, they are. They go to high school with you. Uh, one of them did. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Is a sibling older, younger? Younger. Younger. Okay. So, but that, it's so up th- for debate when you see me mm, with her. Okay. <laughs> um, but but they but we'll, we'll let her know. But 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 she wasn't an influence on you. At no. that time, because you were the okay. No, just want to make sure. Um. So yeah, I, I guess like springs. I liked the Clash a lot. Mm-hmm. Now at twenty, um, twenty is harder. Mm-hmm. Twenty, so you're, but it you're was at Brandon, harder because it's point. nothing singular. No, but I mean, it was still the same kind of thing. Like, so I go from Springsteen and Bowie, whatever, to like really into Dylan, which mm-hmm. I remain. I'm going tomorrow to see him in Philly. No way. Wow. Okay. I, which I fear might be the last go. Yeah. Like Tom Waits, mm-hmm. I was really into Tom Waits. Um, I was really into Joni Mitchell, mm. but then and Nina Simone always. Mm. Those were like constant. And this is when you're at Brandeis. Yeah, but it is a holdover from high school. So in high school, I think I was most into music mm-hmm. of my whole life. Yeah, okay. and I was friends with a lot of people who were like really into like Fugazi and <laughs> Minor Threat and all those people. Mm-hmm. And and there was like a scene, and we would go downtown. Remember, um, there was like the 9:30 Club. There was DC Space. Mm-hmm. And we would see shows, and it was so exciting. And so yeah. this carries through to 30. <laughs> I mean, but it's like, I'm thinking of 30, and it's like cat power. Or, you know, it's like the same, or the cowboy <laughs> junkies. Like, it's just this, like, really depressing, wordy stuff. So yeah, not, these, these are good answers, though, because <laughs> yeah, we get different. This is different than most of our kinds mm-hmm. of responses. What yeah. are they usually? Well, they're usually uh, drastically different. Mm-hmm. And then by 30, it's often like, well, no, I don't really listen to music in, by mm. then. No, music is still really important to me. But in high school, I fell in with a bunch of people who were following the dead. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, oh my God. So I ended up like following the dead around and like hating the dead. 
And like, even the with this, something red deals with like the decline, like activism through music, you know. And so <laughs> one of the kids who went to who goes to Brandeis in this book is a deadhead. And um, I just found it like such an inauthentic scene. And so I was very into like, you know, the realness kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, but now, like, minor like I'll hear. Yeah, exactly. That's real. <laughs> but I'll hear. Well, it was in some ways. But I agree. I, I agree. There was a thing. That straight edge stuff wasn't totally real, <laughs> but um, but I'll hear the dead now and I'll be like, oh, that's great, <laughs> I miss it. You yeah. know, it's like I have nostalgia for things I wasn't into. It's so pathetic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a that's the bigger cultural phenomenon of separating the music from the f- scene. Yeah, the scene was bad, and I actually ended up with some guy following us home and like stealing my identity and yeah, and then everyone was like, was it Chevy Chase? No, this was at Brandeis. But no, it happened it, like he, he came from Albany it. and then he ended up in Michigan and we had to do like a sting. But wow. every, there was like pot selling involved so people couldn't help me. It was oh, God. so pathetic. Yeah. The dead. Heads. Dead heads. Dead heads. The dead. Uh, well, that's my problem with Fish is that I can't stand the scene, but I really like the music. Mm-hmm. But you're never going to win an argument with that because people will only understand the music through the perception of the scene. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. It's too bad. I just can't listen to the CDs. So Fish kind of <laughs> took off where the dead left off, right? Yeah. 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 Which is exactly the perfect segue to our quiz today. Yes. Is it? It is. No. Well, what is it? Uh, it's Hanukkah-based. Is Hanukkah almost over? Hanukkah, so Hanukkah-based is quizzes. Is this almost over? We have to quiz. We have a quiz and we oh. got a couple more questions. Okay. Yeah, a couple more questions. Okay. Uh, we have a quiz today. Mm-hmm. And in the spirit of the holiday season, since Hanukkah has recently ended, mm. and it is Christmas Eve today, mm. or when the episode drops tomorrow. Also Michelle's birthday. It's also Michelle's birthday tomorrow. We can pretend this is the 23rd. Anyways, in the spirit of the holiday season as a December quiz, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to ask a series of questions Classic. that everybody's going to answer. Classic. Now's the time for the interns to wake up. Yep. Uh, Simon will answer first. I will. Then uh, probably Jen and Ben, Michelle, and then your last. Okay. okay. Usually there's some kind of tenuous claim that you have the putative advantage and the uh, quiz is based around something you do. In this case, it's just a Hanukkah-based uh, quiz. Oh, so. Well, I'm, I'm barely, you know, I mm-hmm. don't know. But these are Hanukkah. I know the answer. These are Hanukkah <laughs> movies. Hanukkah movies. Okay. Are these Hanukkah-based or Hanukkah-including books or movies? I guess they're all movies or stories. Um, If we've we've read previous um, McSweeney's articles related to this subject, will we have an advantage? Yes, you will. Oh, no. I actually assume that nobody ever had. I have. Oh, man. I've read it it every year when you tweet it out. I have a putative disadvantage. I'm neither Jewish nor um, do I read any Gosh, of your stuff. You in really kind of seem like you could be. I'm sorry. Oh, I was, I've been told that. Um, are these Hanukkah-based movies or not? Let's see if I got this. Um, and I'm excited that it is the Festival of Lights. Yeah, it is. It is. Did you just make that up? Yeah, I did. I just oh, coined that. Good for you. To coin a phrase. Good for the you. The Festival of Lights. I thought this was the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, first one. Yes. Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights. Adam Sandler. Wonderful movie. The first one Actually, is never the mic check it. question. Just to make sure everybody knows what's going on. That is that is definitely a yes. Well, uh, what do you think out there, Jen? Are you listening? Yes, I'm listening, okay. and I agree. Yes, as well. Ben, are you listening? I own the DVD of that. I, I watched it many times as a well, Don't as a give kid. it away. <laughs> um, it's the mic check question. Michelle, what do you think? Yes. Okay, Jen, what do you think? Well, if he's got the DVD. Exactly. Yes. Thanks, all Ben. Right. <laughs> That's a yes. Now okay. we all feel comfortable. We're good. Everybody's got 100%. We understand what the nature of this quiz is. Um, all right. So the next one, uh, Little Fockers. Little Fockers. What is the question? Are these Hanukkah-based or Hanukkah-including movies? 
Little Fockers, were they Jewish in that movie? I mean, I know Ben Stiller's Jewish, but I don't know if he played his fucker a Jewish name. But Jewish and Hanukkah are not necessarily. This is true. No. <laughs> this is true. But listen to conclusion jumper over here. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, um, it's I mean, like it's, an it's invalid syllogism. True, yeah. but it's usually a pretty <laughs> good. good uh, I'm going to say no. I don't recall. I don't. I don't know. If I saw the movie, but I don't recall anything about that. What do you think, Jen? I'm going to say no. Uh, ben. Uh, no. Yeah. Michelle? I'm going to go no. And Jen, what do you think? Not a Hanukkah movie. No. I'm going to say but yes. But it does have Barbra Streisand in it. It's a yes oh, because it's right. a Christmas scene uh, setting. The movie's Christmaca. based around the Christmas Hanukkah combo season. Oh. oh. So we're calling that a yes. I didn't see I, I didn't really see that don't movie. think that counts. Thanks, Michelle. That's yeah. exactly Michelle, you know how bad these are. You should I know, have but that. I have to I have to voice my objections yeah. because I do for every quiz. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> these quizzes are always The audience counts on you. I what? actually have heard feedback of like, well, she's got your number. Well, when when we finally I, document all this, I can't keep my this, fans waiting. Yeah, when we uh, finally document all this. There's going to be an asterisk beside every quiz because oh, yeah. Michelle's doing it out of protest. Next one, okay. miracle, miracle, like miracle on ice, just kind of like that, or I'm like the miracle say, oh. of, of uh, oil. Birth. I'm gonna say <laughs> miracle of finding oil in the synagogue in I'm the temple. I'm gonna say oh, no. Right. What do you think, Jen? Um, no. Ben. Uh, that's, I mean, I could mm. give it away. No. Do you want me to give it away? No, Ben. Yeah, Ben, come on. Don't give it away. This is a dumb one. Don't then give I'm, it away. Then I'm, <laughs> then I'm gonna say yes. You're gonna say yes. Movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think, Michelle? I'm now just very confused. Don't be confused by Ben's answer. Okay. Well, I, I, I am actually not confused by Ben's answer. Strangely <laughs> enough. Um, but what do you think? I'm gonna go yes. And what do you think, Jen? Yes. It's a no, Michelle. You should have got that one. That's one of the McSweeney's list answers. Mm-hmm. No, it's about the Miracle of On Ice, the 1980 uh, hockey one. But that's yeah. called Miracle on Ice. Well, there's a movie just called Miracle. There's a Miracle, oh. on Miracle. I was gonna say that's what the plot of the movie was. But yeah. then I decided to uh, see. To he, not see, go that's away. about the Russian thing. It's all coming back to me mm-hmm. by book. <laughs> <laughs> see, Ben. Ben took a hit for 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 us by saying no. For you, though. Ben. Well, let's see if Cohen. anybody. Let's see if anybody can get this one. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew hammer. The Hebrew <laughs> hammer. How could it not be? Uh, you know, my old boyfriend used to call me that. Really? <laughs> was that a term of endearment? I don't know. He was not Jewish. Huh. <laughs> this is a- Adam. What's his last Goldberg? name? Adam Goldberg. Um, I'm not say, from the TV show. The I'm going to say. Oh. I'm going to say no. I think yeah, this no. is an example of just because Jewish doesn't mean Hanukkah and vice versa. I'm going to say no. What do you think, Jen? Um, I'm going to say no as well. And Ben? Yes. Michelle. Yes. What do you think, Jen? No. It's a yes. Is uh, it? It is. Does it take and place every, at the time of year? Yeah. Everyone wrong. Well, it doesn't. He's about like to. saving Hanukkah from somebody. Oh, uh, I just thought he was just, uh, you know, like a, like yeah. a crime fighter. Guy. Don't don't push me too much. I haven't seen the movie, but that's how it was described. Oh, God. I mean, it's a, it's the right answer, but I can't attest to the quality of the film. Mm. I'm okay. surprised you knew that Adam Goldberg was in it. Yeah, I do know Adam Goldberg was in it. Yeah, he was in Dazed and Confused, he's too. he's kind yeah. of underrated, Adam Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him in that Julie Delpy movie. Which one? Two days in Paris. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He's kind of cranky. I've heard him in a lot of interviews. He seems, he seems cranky. He seems yeah. angry. All right. Next or one. Or just, is that an anti-Semitic comment? <laughs> <laughs> Simon's. No, oh, Simon's but it can't be from him, but it is from me. No. Yeah, I'm it. just kidding. Just because, you know, Grumpy's sort of just like the way it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel good about that. Next up, mm-hmm. half of 16 candles. Half of 16 candles. 
I knew this was coming and I was just waiting because I've actually repeated this joke to a friend when discussing Hanukkah movies. That is good. I Um, did cite you though, I promise. Do these exist? I cited you. Or are they Hanukkah movies? Are they Hanukkah movies? But do they exist? Half of 16 Candles? Well, half 16 Candles does exist. You could watch up to... half of the movie 16 Candles. Okay. What is the halfway point in that? Is that the party at Jake's house? (laughs) No, I think that's more two thirds in. Okay. That's a good movie. I, I enjoyed that movie. Oh my god, it's the best. It's a good movie. Although there are politically incorrect Ali things in Sheedy it. Ali oh, Sheedy reviewed my third novel for adults and stole my childhood from me. Why? How? Because she didn't give it a great review. Mm. Oh in no! In the New York Times. Why? Wait a second. That is not Ali Sheedy. Yeah, um, Ali Sheedy Molly Ringwald. Oh, that's right. It's she it was in the Wikipedia. I was like, why is Molly <laughs> Ringwald here? Come on, Molly. I know, and it really How did they destroyed pick her? that. Do you know she was uh, she was on the original Facts of Life? Her name was Molly. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's how old I am. Yeah, there you go. Me too. <laughs> um, no, half of sixteen candles is not. But it's a, a good line, monogram. right? It's a fantastic line. But uh, so do we have to go through everybody saying? Everybody no? say no. Uh, what do you think, Jen? No. Ben. Yes. Now come on, <laughs> Michelle. Nope. And Jen. Yes. Oh, it's no. It's no. <laughs> I'm just so smitten. With I'm it. just gonna That's shoot good. the moon. That's good. Um, the next one is big miracle. Big miracle. Big Miracle. We know Miracle wasn't. That was a trick. This one is Big Miracle. You're going to go with Miracle Whip next? Uh, so there's not that many left. So. Okay. Big Miracle. I I don't I don't know anything about that. I'm going to say no. What do you think, Jen? Um, I'm going to guess yes. Okay, Ben? Yes. Michelle, Big Miracle. No. Jen, Big Miracle. Ben did me in last time, mm-hmm. but um, no. It's no. Well, what is no. what is Big Miracle? It's about? about like whales, and they find some whale. It has nothing to do with anything. Is, is it has neither nothing to do with the, the miracle cel- of Hanukkah or the Hanukkah? miracle of hockey victories. Mm-hmm. I have another one. Yes, call me by your name. Call me by your name. That doesn't feel. That's that's right out right now, or just was out. It was out last year. Out last year. Yeah. Randomly, uh, that is a Jewish movie. Wait, is that is that Army Hammer? Yep. He's good. Um, Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer. Um, I'm gonna say no. There were other themes in that movie, but I don't know if Hanukkah was a theme. You don't think Hanukkah came up? I don't know. I, I'm gonna say no. What do you think, Jen? I'm gonna say no. And uh, Ben? It's uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yep. Yep. Was that is that gonna help you answer the question? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a good movie. I all I know is that uh, I haven't seen it, but people. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. He's sort of annoying. I want to go and no. <laughs> okay. What do you, this is how we decide. Now. There you go. Okay, Michelle, what do you think? Um, I believe he is Jewish. Okay. Um, Timothy Chalamet. As so, we've learned. Um, I'm going to say that Ben is trying to count that, ah. but I'm going to say no. Okay, Jen, what do you think? No. Yeah. I'm going to say yes, and I'm trying to count it because it both right. has a latka-making scene and a menorah lighting scene. Wow. That's not really about... It's what was the question? I included. think we need the rules oh, a little bit Because any movie, think... I'm sure people in the background are celebrating Hanukkah. No, at some point. there aren't. There I are think, very few. I think Ben's making a very fair point that okay. we just really, really need more Hanukkah movies. Mm-hmm. You would be astounded when you Google or look around for there Hanukkah movies. There are none. Mm-hmm. People have like, to... Hanukkah's like kind of not a major holiday. Oh, yeah, but it's just like... But neither yeah. is Groundhog Day, and it got a movie. That's and true. also like... Christmas gets so many movies. Aren't they bored of know. making Christmas yeah. movies? Wait, are there yeah. many? I don't know. Well, <laughs> you guys, I mean, I went to the Giant mm-hmm. just yesterday, yeah. and I said, could you please direct me to the couscous? And they like were like, here's the Jewish section. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whoa, giant guys, get on point. point. Jeez. <laughs> so like maybe we could get just a couple more Hanukkah movies so people just like, well, okay Michelle or, would you hey, would you be hey, okay with less Christmas like movies various <laughs> breads and butters you've ever also, had isn't yeah. it I would various. also it is <laughs> I would be I'd be thrilled to have movies that are more movies about Rosh Hashanah or mm-hmm. Yom Kippur which are more important Jewish holidays is there any movie about those I don't think so not that I know of but I'm just saying like they could if we are negotiating here as the representative I, I think I'm. Are you um, feel re- like there needs to be more Canadian things? Well, no, not necessarily. I'm. I'm actually gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Day. One thing I'm gonna push forward: fewer Christmas movies, <laughs> and even yeah. the yes. ones that have I been think made. We can all support. We can also, get rid of some of them. Can we just get rid of some Valentine's movies? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. There's never um, a good Valentine's and then, movie. Never. But how about Tubish Vat movies? How about <laughs> instead we have Tubish Vat movies? But then we can balance it a <laughs> little bit more. Ensemble movies in general. There's not even a Passover movie, is there? Except there's for the uh, Rugrats, what are there's they the Rugrats like, Passover here's a brisket. special. Like, let's <laughs> cut it. <laughs> it sounds I mean, actually pretty good. <laughs> there's the Rugrats Passover hungry. special, and then I think Veggie Tales also has a Passover mm. special. Really? I thought Veggie Tales was isn't yeah. it like Quite a Christian knowledgeable, thing? Michelle. Yeah, but also be, the the story oh. of Passover oh, applies yeah. to both Jews and Christians. Uh, so. Good point. Okay, Please. you know what? If, we, yeah. if only we had a major in film and media studies who could maybe make. If only if our only. major in film and media studies was not busy working on a documentary right now. Oh, choices, choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, priorities. This is life. Um, for for uh, Michelle's benefit, I have one more. Okay. Seen as this is the Festival of Lights, mm-hmm. the last one is this a Hanukkah movie? Friday Night Lights, or is it just Shabbat themed? I just Friday want to break it and be like, there is not one Jewish thing about Friday no. Night Lights. Friday Night I Lights. I love it so much. Yeah, I mean, if you're into football shows, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Tell him. Tell him. no. If you have not yet watched the series Friday Thank Night you, Lights, this you're, is why we have. This drunk. is like I'm only gonna do it just to what Amasaz said to me about going to Jerusalem. Like mm-hmm. I'm so jealous that you're gonna about have to have your first time going to Jerusalem. You, I am so jealous that you have not yet seen Friday Night Lights. Mm-mm-mm. You're gonna learn all about Buddy Garrity. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to make you and all Tim jealous. Riggins transformation. You okay. get to meet Tim Riggins. Mm. Well, <laughs> he makes uh-huh. all the wrong decisions, but for the right reasons. I got and it. He's so hot. Okay. Well, anyway. you've convinced me. <laughs> um, what do you I, think, Simon? Friday Night Lights. No, definitely not. Is it at least a Shabbat movie? Sabbath? No. No, Friday Night. Well, Shabbat, Friday night. in theory, starts Friday night. I see. don't know. <laughs> Jen, what do you think? No. <laughs> ben? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against with the right. Saturday Night Lights. Uh, well, actually, Friday Night Lights, if this is a, a real Shabbat, the lights would not be this able to be on on a Friday night. So Interesting. I'd say no, you cannot oh, use electricity. Friday Night Darks. Uh, what do you think, Michelle? That's not racist. Um, darks. Uh, probably. Cut that out. <laughs> uh, I think that um, that we should really just put images underneath this audio and turn this into a Hanukkah movie oh. because it's as good as anything else that's out there. <laughs> yeah, I think that that doesn't count. And I also, considering it's setting in like Texas, mm-hmm. don't think that there are any Jewish characters on it. I think there are. It would be hard to find. I just thought you'd be disappointed if I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Jen, what do you think? I'm going to go with no. That's correct. It's a no. Are there? Jen, you've won the quiz. Simon, did you have a question? Well, speaking of Friday, I do have a question. Okay. Jen, what day do you prefer? Friday or Sunday? I hate both those days. No, you can't do that. <laughs> choose one of the you two. You have to choose one. What is the what is the, the day of those that you least hate? Okay. Um, <laughs> what kind of addiction was that? I don't know. Sunday? Okay. 
Well, but you're but you're like you're just like well, well, it's just like Friday has no meaning for me because I don't have like some corporate life where it's like TJIS. Okay. You Sunday. prefer Sunday. Yeah. Okay. It's over. There's nothing I can do about it now mm-hmm. as opposed to potential. And like you're not... now I have to face the weekend and do all these things. Oh, so most people like Sunday, I have now to face the week and do all these things. But right. you're but saying sun, the weekend. Sun, the week, yeah, it's like it is what it is. Like now mm-hmm. I either did it or didn't. Okay. Huh. And the, uh, the question, follow-up. the follow-up question, uh, what do you think about black licorice? Black licorice. I really don't like it. Oh, mm. So maybe you are a Friday person. You probably are a Friday mm. person. I Friday like, people don't like it. Some the only anise like I licorice. like is ouzo, but that's an alcohol. I think I think we're we're good now. You can listen to more of us uh, if you go to Twitter at some later date. You can email us at gmail.com. I know that you're in the middle of your conclusions mm-hmm. here. Jen, I do have two follow-up questions. Oh, my gosh. If you had to choose... I love you, Ben. <laughs> if you had to choose <laughs> between a dog with human hands or a cat with a human face... Good question. Good question. Which would you choose? You can only so choose easy. one. Dog. Because I love dogs so much. I don't care. Even with the human hands? Yeah. Would you put mitts on it? You could, probably. You could probably okay. play catch with it. I mean, that's or an maybe advantage. maybe not. Maybe I would just like teach it how to just be fun. do things. Uh, maybe so to copy edit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, follow up. Okay. If you had to choose, and this one's a little bit more bizarre, mm-hmm. between a friend of yours getting attacked by a bear. But not killed. Not fatally. But they could be hospitalized. Mm-hmm. They could be hurt, but not fatal. Mm-hmm. That's choice one. Or... Living um, a life where it's always raining, you never see the sun because it's always raining. It's you are the one who's uh-huh. living in the rain mm-hmm. or your friend gets attacked by a bear. I mean, the rain, but not because I'm a good person, because the rain is great for work. No one can see you cry. I No, it's great <laughs> to... I lived in Seattle yeah. for, and I got so much work done because I work uh, really well and there's no sun. Okay, let me flip it around a bit. Attacked by a bear versus it's just always sunny where you are. No rain. Attack by a bear. <laughs> the stress of an always sunny day, I okay. can't even tell you. Okay. But you realize you're not the one who gets attacked by the bear. I realize that. Someone else does. No. Okay, yeah. fine. I'll take the always sunny day. Are you satisfied? You are, yeah, I know. I know I'm satisfied that Jen is anti-bear attack, friends. <laughs> um, and with that, um, I think I think we're good to go. I think we are. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for Thank being you, on. We appreciate it. Headphones off. Headphones off. I come from down in the valley Where mister when you're young They bring you up to do Like your daddy done Me and Mary, we met in high school When she was just seventeen uh, We can do mailbag Oh, you got, you got something in the mail we have no, we gotta feedback get. from Greg McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Uh, was uh, very complimentary. So Friend of the show, former friend guest. Friend of the show. He writes, just listen to the Ed Kearns episode on the treadmill mm-hmm. and agree with Ben that Ed's 10, 20, 30 segment has surpassed any previous guest. I could listen to Ed tell stories about his life for hours. VBB has taken it to another level. Wow. What a gift you are giving our community with this podcast. And that's Greg saying that. You that's didn't. Greg. I didn't say that. You didn't say it's, that. It seems very likely I would fabricate mm, that, but sure. I did not. Um, now you Actual said mail in the mail I bag. was listening to the Ed Kearns episode on the treadmill. Now here's where parsing comes into play. He was on the treadmill while he was listening to the Ed Kearns episode. We didn't do the episode while all three of us were on treadmills. We That's, should really do that for a future episode. I, just, I would you, easily want your ambition episode. is admirable. How are you gonna get Michelle? The how are you gonna get all the wires set? 
It's uh, wireless. That's, that's wireless asking Bluetooth. It's our first Bluetooth. That's going to be. That's asking for trouble. Sorry. It's asking for a lot of trouble. I don't. I don't. No, thank you, Michelle. That's what I have to say. The other mailbag question was for yeah. us to decide on the. I think it was a. I think we have four options here. Mm-hmm. This was kind of your standard shampoo and conditioner question. Those bottles that are that are both shampoo, conditioner, and yes. one. Yes. The question is: Do you think? Uh huh. I guess this is a quiz for us. Okay. Except we don't know the answer. Someone can tell us though, right? I, I think I hope a so. A material scientist? Maybe. Do you those. think they start with bottles <laughs> of shampoo and then run it down the line and add conditioner and just like shake it up? Do you think they start with bottles of conditioner, run it down the line, and then add shampoo, shake well, it up? They definitely have to shake it up, right? Because you don't want to just get all shampoo and then all conditioner. But option three could be yeah. somehow they they come. It's born that way, like they're oh, they're all yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, constituted yeah. as both of those things at once. Yeah. And option four is that it's a total scam and it's like really neither of them, but they know we'll never know. I'm I don't, currently reading yeah. an article on this. I will let you know wow. when I reach the end. Here's my thing. I, I prefer them to be separate because I like to use... You want to have con- control. I like to leave the conditioner in my hair all through the shower. Can you appreciate, though, that, like it that Darren and Bakersfield thought this was a perfect question for us? I, I think it's I think it's very reasonable. Yeah. But they were in the lab and some test was like, nah, it's not shampoo enough. Not shampoo enough. <laughs> it's too conditionery. Is there is there a uh, metric about shamp- shampoo-iness? But are we at the point now as, as humans where we just need to get it all in one? Why can't we just have two bottles? Convenience, efficiency. You're just trash. You want twice as much trash. No, but this I'm, is I'm, an eco. I'm, I'm going through. This them is eco hair care. I'm going. Th- I, I'm not. I'm going through them at the same at the at a different rate. I, but you only. Ha- but you have one bottle instead of two. Yeah, but but this I, gets them all in one bottle. It's gonna. It's. I'm gonna have to use more. I'm gonna keep having to use bottles. I think you can use less because you're inclined to use more if you think you have to put them both on. Mm. I don't know if that's the case. Michelle, I like the that you just. The way you phrase it is if you happen to have been reading an article about that, oh, yeah. just as we asked that's this. That's what I said. That's what I thought. Yes. <laughs> also, for one of your classes, uh, it does class. also seem to be at least partially a gimmick just because there's not much you can like do with it. It's At least a lot of it seems to be branding. But again, I'm skimming this article and trying to summarize it as I'm reading it. Michelle, so. did, you, did you switch your major to hair care studies? No, but that? I am. Hey, HCS? guys, guess what? Yeah. Are you another major? Oh, did you, did you switch um, again? Officially, as of several weeks ago, uh-huh. on uh, November 30th, nice. I um, <laughs> November 30th of my senior year, yeah. I finally officially became a double major. Oh, oh. wow. Um, and before that, FAMS wasn't even on my my degree, even though I've been taking classes there and been planning on at least minoring since sophomore year so way to go michelle but i finally submitted the petition required i thought you were going to say the opposite that you decided to be a major minor after the craig mcdonald episode when mm. he was encouraging that happy oh. birthday by the way happy birthday to michelle this happy episode this is dropping on michelle's episode on what's it called it's my michelle's birthday? birthday my yeah. 22nd birthday I think we're gonna oh stop it we're gonna um <laughs> uh d- dedicate this show to michelle michelle happy thank birthday. you michelle, i appreciate this birthday. wait yep. can i briefly interrupt to read you the summary since I've reached the bottom of this article. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, please. Mm -hmm. The quote is, to say that two-in-one shampoo replaces your needs for two products unless you have healthy hair and deep condition on a regular basis, that is not the case. If you are are in a rut and are traveling, then two-in-one conditioner may get you through, but you still need a daily conditioner to get the optimal conditioning. Exactly. Does anyone want to come in and touch my hair? Because I think (laughs) I have optimal conditioning. You know, I'm going to let you just... Just uh, work on that. that. Can we not do that? Can we just appreciate the sound of your hair? Okay. No, no. Come on. It's an ASMR video now. Okay.